Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of the podcast. I hope you're all doing well and you all had a really good time watching the race this weekend before we head into the summer break. So no more races for the next three weeks, which comes a bit as a shock to the system, like an adjustment we need to make because we've had a quite a busy month of July. There's been four races, two of them being sprints races. So a lot has happened. And now we have three weeks of no racing at all. Three weeks of, you know, for the team to enjoy a bit of time off. And even for us watching, just to be able to do whatever we want on a weekend without having <laughs> to cancel plans to watch races. But racing will be back at the end of August in Zandorf. And what better place than Spa to head before the break? This weekend was a sprint weekend again, like I said, the second one of this month of July. And I think actually Spa was a really good place to pick for a sprint because we all know how Spa is always indecisive because of the weather. It's always raining. There's always something going on. And I think it was a, actually a good call to put it as a sprint race because then sprint plus raining weather is supposed to be on paper a good combo for an exciting race for surprises to happen. I'm not going to say we've had surprises because in reality Max won again far ahead of everyone else but it was still a good weekend. If we like let's divide it into two because I think it can be confusing for people you know to just go with the flow of the weekend but if we divide it into two so we'll put we'll start with what happens in the sprints so on a Saturday and then we'll talk about qualifying and the race as a second part but sprint on a Saturday so there is the sprint shout out which is a mini qualifying session that happened under the rain it got delayed a few times Max Verstappen got the pole position but I think we saw the McLaren being really strong with their pace on wet weather so Piastri started second in front of the two Ferraris for the Saturday afternoon race which was supposed to be 15 laps but in reality, we just had 12 laps. So back on Saturday afternoon, it was raining again. And it was a bit confusing because they did like all this formation lap behind the safety car. But then I think the first, like on screen, you could see formation lap. But in reality, I think after the first one, they started taking laps out of the race distance. So in reality, I think they started racing. There was only 11 laps left. It started behind the safety car. And to be fair, I get why safety obviously is a, is a big concern. I feel like there is like extreme wet tyres and they're there for a reason. Like, you know, it's a touchy subject because Spa has been always a tricky circuit, especially in the past four years. We've lost two drivers from junior categories. But I feel like now the FA might be a bit too cautious because they started the sprint race on extreme wet tires but then after the first lap of actual racing so once the safety car was out everybody jumped on the pit lane to put intermediates on apart from max and one of the ferraris but i think the issue is and we saw that is like if you look at ferrari for example they lost a lot of time because you're at the start of the pack so once you go for your pit stop you have to, if there's cars behind you coming in the pit lane, you have to wait for them to, to go through before you're released. So you can lose a lot of position. And we saw that with Ferrari, they've lost a few position. And that's one of the reasons why Max stopped only on the second lap and lost a bit of time. And the lead went to Oscar Piastri on the McLaren. It was, what, one lap before Max took the lead again? <laughs> one or two? 
It was quite an interesting race. Obviously, it was shortened because of the rain and Max finished first, Piastri finished second, Gasly on, on Alpine finished third in front of the two Ferraris, Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton, and George Russell took the last point on the other Mercedes. So Saturday was a lot around weather and who's gonna be able to challenge the Red Bull because obviously when you're, you're having different conditions, it's easier to challenge the fastest car but it's also easier to make a mistake we've seen it with Alonso retiring if you look at the actual action for the qualifying session that took place on a Friday for the race that happened on Sunday where to start so Max had a grid penalty five place grid penalty so we knew he wasn't going to start on pole position he did the fastest lap and to be fair I didn't I thought he wasn't going to do it because Ferrari were and Leclerc were really strong on Friday afternoon. But he did get the fastest lap because of his penalty. Leclerc had the pole position. If it takes a penalty for Max Verstappen for us to be on top of the grid, I'll take it anytime. Leclerc started first in front of Sergio Perez on the other Red Bull. And I thought, you know what, this is a really this is Perez time to show what he's got. Because he's starting second. Max is only starting six. We didn't really know you know, it's changing conditions, so we didn't really know, is it going to rain, is it not? The best opportunity for Sergio to go for victory, because realistically, like, we knew Red Bull was going to win, unless something major happens, Red Bull was going to win. If we look at what happened in the race, I think I would have bet for Max to take the lead, maybe after eight laps, I would have said eight laps. It actually took him 17 laps to get to the lead. For 17 laps, we didn't have Max leading. And I thought that was cool. Finally, we get a bit of excitement, a bit of difference. So Sergio Perez took the lead straight to the first few corners from Charles. And then Charles was second, Hamilton third. Carlos Sainz had a bit of a touch with Oscar Piastri on the McLaren. So Oscar abandoned and honestly Carlos abandoned 20 or so laps after and I thought he should have done it way before that because he, he was running at the back he had no pace he had a lot of damage so there was really no point for him to keep on on racing and then obviously Max made his way through the field and he overtook Sergio listen carefully he finished 22 seconds in front of Sergio Perez in the end on the same car he put 22 seconds to his teammate. And that just shows you how he's like, he's on his own right now. Because I get it when it's like, he's 20 seconds ahead of a McLaren, of a Ferrari, of a Mercedes. But he also put 22 seconds to his own teammate on the same car. And I was like, what? Clearly, like, he's racing against himself clearly this year. And you know when everything's going your way. This is how it feels like. Everything's going his way. It's a bit boring, but we'll have to give it to him. And also to Red Bull, they've won every single race this season so far. That's crazy. Like, I didn't even think that's possible. But it was it was an interesting race. There's a lot of overtake. So 1-2 Red Bull, which I think they will be glad to have because it was a few races that Perez was really out of it. And now at least he's he's playing that second support role that Red Bull wants him to play. And then guess who finished third? That's why I'm smiling behind my mic. Ferrari, back on the podium, baby. I think we quite like the sprint weekend. I think Leclerc, so Leclerc finished third. I think Leclerc quite like the sprint format. He's starting at the front. He finishes on the podium. I think it kind of suits him. Really good, strong race from Leclerc. Obviously, we couldn't really see what signs had. But strong pace from Leclerc. He had the pace to keep the Mercedes behind. 
So he was never really in danger by anyone. Obviously, he was dropping way behind the two Red Bulls. With the rest of the field, he was able to maintain a certain gap. And that shows the pace of the Ferrari was actually good all weekend in qualifying, in the sprint. I think in the sprint, they just the condition tricked them a little bit. And it's weird because they just don't seem to know why. If you listen to Charles' interview after the race, he's like, oh, I thought Budapest was going to suit the car and Spa wouldn't really be our track, but then we were much stronger here than in Budapest. And I was like, that's a bit worrying, you know, if you don't even know what track is going to suit your car. <laughs> At least now, they're five points behind Aston Martin in the Constructor Championship for the third place, which I think they can take it from Aston Martin. And Aston Martin had a decent race this weekend, but it's because also the, the McLaren Piastri abandoned, Carlos Sainz abandoned as well on the other Ferrari. And good chance for Ferrari, I think, to overtake Aston in, in the Constructor Championship. And then I think it's going to be a battle with Mercedes to who finishes second. If we go back to the finish position, Hamilton finished fourth in front of Alonso, Russell, then seven Lando Norris, eight Esteban Ocon and Alpine. And we'll touch a bit on Alpine after in front of Stroll and the other Aston and Tenoda. On the driver championship, Lewis now is only one point behind Alonso. I do think Alonso is going to lose that third place as well in the championship. The first time since the start of the season that we might see when we come back from the summer break a change in the top three in the championship, whether it's constructor and driver. And I think it's the most interesting thing that's going to happen this season, let's be honest. If we're looking at race wins... I, You know what? I wonder... And I was actually asking myself this question. Is Red Bull going to win every single race this season? Do, do you think that's possible? I do actually think it's possible. I think it would take them like a really bad race, either like a DNF or something, for them not to win. There's still a lot of races to go. From the pace they've shown like this first part of the season, I do think it's possible. I think they have a big chance of winning everything. Or at least most of it. They give away a victory. It might be one or two max. I, I just can't see anybody else winning races this season. And that would be crazy. In a way, that would be super boring. Like, hella boring. <laughs> Let's be real. You know, we come to this point of the season where there's a lot of rumours, a lot of changes. And one thing that we saw is so Alpine team boss is leaving the team with immediate effect. And there was rumours that Mattia Bonotto might replace him. For people who follow, Mattia was Ferrari's team principal last year. And I know he was blamed a lot for all the strategic mistakes and all this mess that was going on at Ferrari. But I like Mattia. It'd be cool to have him back on the grid. I don't know how I feel about him being back at Alpine. It's a team that's been going a bit downhill from the start of the season. It's good that Ocon scored some points and Gasly scored some points over the weekend. Now we head into a three weeks break. The teams have to shut down. So nobody's going to be working. Going to be back in Zandorf in three weeks time at Max home race. Probably another victory in front of his people. For now, we'll take a bit of a break after this really intense start of the season. I think it has been an intense journey since March and Bahrain. Now time to win back and to see as well. Because I feel like because we just seeing Max win every single week. We don't really appreciate what's going on. And in reality, they are making history, Red Bull and Max. So it's also time for us to, to appreciate that. We'll leave it here. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you can leave a rating or follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And I'll speak to you soon.